Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Mastermind meeting uh, for Clear's uh, Mastermind Group Regional Organizers, and the uh, we're here today with the with the with the uh, regional organizers that are on the call, and I will uh, introduce everybody for you here real quick. Uh, Art Don up in the Washington D.C. area. Hello, everyone. Uh, Harry Leg in the Verona, New Jersey, and New York City area. Hello, hello, hello. Matt Holker here in uh, Maryville, Tennessee, outside of Knoxville. Hey, everybody. Daniel Stringer in uh, Paisley, uh, suburb or out outlying area from Orlando, Florida. Hello. Did I say all that right? Uh, yeah, good enough. <laughs> okay. Was there something else I should be saying? <laughs> uh, it's Paisley, DeLand. Yeah, we're near Orlando. It's all good. Okay, and then Greg Nomeyer in Ann Arbor and uh, Ypsilanti, yeah. Michigan. And Chris Walsh in Maine, in what part of Maine? The uh, Hollowell, Augusta area. And Jim Kelly in Boca Raton, Florida. Nice, easy one there. <laughs> yep. Oh, yes. Yeah, cool. Okay. Uh, so today we want to get into, uh, before we start, a word from our sponsor, right? And that'll be the uh, uh, clearmartialarts.com. If you haven't been there, please go and take a look. It is does have a number of different video products and services available, including our um, beginning, uh, base, our first level Tai Chi curriculum, the whole curriculum, and the intermediate curriculum is um, on there, almost all complete uh since we began a new f uh film processing here several years ago the uh all right so today's topic is the origins of tai chi and most tai chi folks claim that chan saint fang whose name i don't pronounce correctly from wudong mountain uh, that he saw a snake and a crane fighting and i've also heard like a fox and a and a snake or a fox and a crane and that kind of a thing but the snake and the crane was the one i was originally told and that um that he went home from that and was so impressed and enthralled by what he saw that he went hey that's really a smart fighting method and then created um the uh tai chi out of that in terms of the actual the movements and that, and that kind of thing. Now, I was originally told before I heard that story by my original Kung Fu and Tai Chi teachers that the old Kung Fu masters devised Tai Chi as a way to defend themselves from younger Shaolin guys that they were teaching, that they've been teaching since they were little kids, three, four, five. They were now 20, fully grown, fully uh, uh, as young as you can get, strong, fast, uh, skilled Shaolin guys and that they were these masters were now in their 50s plus you know 60s and up even and it, and it, in order to defend themselves when they were fighting sparring with these guys that they had to use their advanced knowledge of Kung Fu and their advanced knowledge of the Chinese medicine and the Demak and and all of that in order to um, <clears throat> in order to uh, basically have a decent chance against these guys because they were, you know, they were young and strong and feeling their oats and all that stuff. 
And so that the Tai Chi came out of that. Um, the, uh, now what's interesting about that idea is that Shaolin is down the road, like about an hour and a half, about a, uh, one and a half hours today. Um, you know, uh, depending on what you're driving and how you're driving, it's about 60 miles from Chen Village. And if you think about a horse going even at 10 miles an hour, which isn't even a run, it's like a, a nice little trot. That means that even in historical times at 60 miles in about six hours, a uh, little under a full day of travel, um, you could get there from one of the, from Shaolin to Chen Village. Right. And so, um, and so, and here's the other thing that the snake and crane that I originally saw as being how it got created, interestingly enough, in Shaolin, snake has to do with chi and crane has to do with sinew. And when you put them together, you get a dragon. And if you look at the Shaolin version of dragon, it has this look and I'm doing this where you can see parts of me in the thing, that if you look at a lot of the Chen style, really moving, well, it's really cooking along, it's got that kind of a rolling, uh, winding uh, thing going on in the way that it's looking. So I'm not saying it comes from Shaolin, I'm saying there's some pretty good evidence that, it, that it, there's at least heavy influence historically, and that in the animals, that when you start looking at which ones have to do with Qi, and which ones have to do, and when I said sinew, I really meant tendons for the, for the crane, and then how that works and what Tai Chi is doing, it starts to go, you start to go, hey, mm -hmm. that's really uh, a very plausible, uh, not out of the question kind of a thing. Um, any, any, and Daniel's looked into this since I, I told him this a good ways back, and he's looked into it a little bit more. I don't know if any of the other ones, if you have any thoughts on that, and if you do, go ahead and voice them now. And if not, I'll but, go on to the next part. Go ahead. The, the thing that I had come across in a couple of accounts was um, mm -hmm. the general that was put out to pasture Kui Qigong or something like that. And he was forced into retirement and he put together what he knew of martial arts. And again, he wasn't too far from the Chen village. And then um, that somewhere around 1580 or something like that, Chen Wing Ting picked it up from him. Okay. And that's eventually what becomes called, uh, you know, I don't, I don't yeah, know. No, I'll be getting, I'll be getting into more stuff about the historical aspects of this so that you get it uh, that, that are known pretty well known so that you'll get an idea of, mm -hmm. of some of that too. So, but that makes sense. What you're kind of what you're saying. The, uh, For me, I had heard, um, you know, the same things and I had not really considered before that, uh, you know, I, I had, I had heard the, the idea that the Tai Chi was a way for the old masters to hang with, the you know, younger, tougher, spryer guys. Um, and that made sense to me. Um, and then I'd heard the story of, you know, the, the sort of the magical animal event that was like, Oh yeah, now, now I know Tai Chi and I have to, to devise this system and share it with the world. And that did not make a lot of sense to me. But the idea that he didn't necessarily see these two animals fighting, but that he saw a snake style master and a crane style master fighting and, and, and devised Tai Chi out of that, that makes a lot of sense to me. Um, and so I have always, after, after I heard you put it in that way, um, I have always sort of pictured it in my head as that's, 
that's how it went down. Um, but, uh, you know, who knows, maybe he did, did really see a couple animals. I mean, they do re- realistically, they do kind of fight that way. And that's why oh, yeah. Bird those cows are called that. <laughs> but, well, yeah, because the Shaolin originally derived from, you know, if it was tiger style, it was originally derived from trying to imitate the tiger or the, you know, tiger style. And if it was a monkey trying to imitate the monkey and snake trying to imitate the snake and crane trying to imitate things that they saw cranes doing and all that. And so if the person who originally devised it was a Shaolin master, they may have actually then somewhere seen a snake and crane fighting and went, oh, and still got it out of nature, even though, um, you know, even though they originally learned it as styles in Shaolin that, that were derived by other people from nature. There's definitely a historical thing of people building on top of knowledge from other people and, and then seeing it in nature as well, both, both things. All right, so why is the origin important? Um, exploration, discoveries of high-level principles, and changes are part of the art, including part of the art of Tai Chi. Uh, prior to the 1900s, Tai Chi was not called Tai Chi. Yang Luchan uh, or Yang Fu uh, Faku, depending on how you pronounce it, my pronunciations are terrible and I apologize for that. The uh, who learned from, again, another name, Chen Shang Xing, who was a Chen style master. Uh, he heard sounds from a courtyard and there's a lot of, there's a lot, this story is repeated enough and it's historically modern enough that we know this is basically the case. And he went and spied on them. And then um, it says that one night that he was like a servant at the compound for the, for the, for this, that Chen Fakke or Yang Luchan, the same guy, the, uh, that he, that he was a servant for them. But I've also heard accounts that he wasn't a servant for them and kind of like snuck up to their compound and spied on them through the gate and whatever. Anyways, one night he was awakened by the sounds of Hen and Ha in the distance. He got up and traced the sound to an old building peeking through the broken wall or through the fence a lot of times i'm told he saw his master chen Chen's master because he was a servant to the guy or somehow did work for him teaching the techniques of grasp control and emitting jin in coordination with the sounds hen and ha the and i i also use this because i teach the hen and ha and it's very rare and not common information and a lot of times people who have been in tai chi for a long time see it and go what tai chi doesn't do this and it's like you better go read your history and you'll see that yes it does and then there's a lot of people who've read that history and they're trying to do hen and ha and their sounds are not correct Uh, that's a matter of having taught it been taught it and really having used it and i've used it for real the, uh, anyways, he was amazed by the techniques, and from that time on, unknown to Master Chen, um, Yang continued to watch the secret practice session every night. He would return to his room to ponder and study, and because of this, his martial ability rapidly advanced. One day, Chen caught him, this is the story of this, of course, and ordered him to spar with the other disciples, and to Chen's surprise, none of the other students could defeat him. <clears throat> Chen realized that Yang had great potential, and after that, he had him come in, and he taught him the secrets sincerely. Due to his fighting ability, Yang Luchan became known, again, sorry for the pronunciation, became known as Yang the Invincible, um, although I saw a translation here recently that also said Yang the Unsurpassed, 
but but there was these nicknames now because he had this great fighting ability um, with that. And they and it was a soft and very neutralizing fighting ability that was hard for anybody to do anything to them. And of course, the first time they got <clears throat> an exposure and opening, I'm talking about the opponent, then he was right there and on them because he was so soft and next to them. Um, and so because of this, it, it was really an odd thing to see and very, um, very, you know, very unusual and also very, um, you know, caught, uh, caught people's attention. It was said that he never lost a match and he never seriously injured any of his opponents. And so he got great respect for those because he, because he did both of those both two things. things. Yeah. Yep. So a word from our sponsor. The, uh, again, we have the $47 a month online program that's got the basics and then we get into the intermediate. And if you get through the intermediate, there are a lot of applications and things being shown in there and other training methods that will lend itself to you being able to use Tai Chi in a fighting way as, long, as well as uh, a great amount of both internal push hands and health and healing um, stuff. And it's our online site. That's at clearmartialarts.com. That's clearmartialarts.com. Okay, thank you. All right. Uh, old names for the arts that collectively joined together and became known as Tai Chi. Um, old names for Tai Chi and, and some stuff about why these names were used. One of the names was Yin Yang Boxing. And basically meaning also Yin and Yang at the same time in motion. And... The uh, and obviously it would be like yin yin yang twin, uh, basically, probably how it would be pronounced. Although, when they do yin and yang together, there may be another way that they're saying that. So, um, grand terminus boxing that's a translation. The uh, the three that's the three powers heaven, earth, and human beings, and that's heaven and earth mixing in the middle of us. And that's um, in the intermediate level, we get into that in depth and how to do that and what and how to use that and apply that and all those kind of things um, and so that is definitely a mainstay for tai chi at any kind of a real level of skill is that the three powers are happening like that and so that's still in the art so is the yin and yang at the same time by the way all right yeah, uh, so those were two two art two names for the art another one is mian twin cotton boxing um and it's very it's the indications there were that it was very light very uplifting, very soft, and very powerful, and yet Pung expanding out at the same time. So very soft, but very expansive, and that if you try to do anything to it, uh, you can't really do anything to it, but yet it's powerful on the return side. Think about something that's resting on top of the bed of the expansion there, even though it's really soft. <clears throat> and so uh, me and Twin, cotton boxing. Um, another, another one is water boxing, soft, instantly adaptable, flowing, yet full and heavy. Um, and by the way, all the, uh, if I have one here that I hit that we're not doing that, uh, I don't have access to, to the, some of the, some of the serious stuff going on with these older versions of the arts, I'll tell you, but all the ones I've named so far, uh, we've got full bodies, full aspects of those trainings in our method um, because I've been taught it by my teachers. And so it's, um, it's just part of our Tai Chi. The, uh, okay. Uh, Hua Chuen, 
and hua being neutralizing or transforming fist. Think about that softness that then absorbs you and then becomes hard and crushes in and um, like that. Soft boxing is another name. I hope this one is obvious. Um, touch boxing. Due to the goal of control, and these were all styles prior in the 1800s, and some of them are still styles today. Uh, most of them have been absorbed by Tai Chi as a, as a whole, uh, and were, were absorbed back in the 1800s mostly. All right. Um, touch boxing. Due to the goal of controlling or damaging via touch. Uh, and I don't pronounce, I'm not pronouncing this right, so Jean Chuin, uh, like touch boxing. And I'm probably pronouncing it very badly. The uh, shadow boxing. And it describes the proper empty, like boxing or fighting with a shadow. You know, you can't touch it, but it's all over you kind of a thing. Um, and so, and the other one is Shi San Shi, the 13 postures or tactics. And you see that still in, in most versions of the art uh, when, it, when it's really, when they've got the full Tai Chi Twin. Uh, where they talk about uh, the 13 Shi, Peng Lu Jian, and then your um, split um, pluck, elbow, shoulder, and then your, your uh, four different directions, four, four, right, left, forward, back, and then the center stationary. And so that's, that's what, and so those are still contained. Again, they got absorbed in and are contained within the art. Are there any questions or thoughts about any of that? I know that was a, a bit to say. Just that um, I think there was a poet that saw Yang Lu Chan fight that was really talking about that is the grand ultimate or whatever. And that's kind of how it got the, the name that's has yeah. stuck. Yeah, he um, I can't remember his name. Um, he was a Taoist scholar and he wrote a couplet about it. And I remember I remember the couplet because it's interesting. <laughs> um, it's uh, he, he's, he wrote um, the uh, the hands that hold the Tai Chi shake the whole world the uh chest with ultimate skill defeats a gathering of heroes and that's that was that was the couplet and i guess they really liked the idea of like yeah we hold the tai chi in our hands and we shake the whole world and so <laughs> i have that here and and then uh the basic of it and somehow managed to skip it and it's the the name of the guy in english print is ong ong dong t-o-n-g is how they've got it in English print. Is the guy that said this? Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, I did not mean to cut you off. What was no, the that second was line it. of that? Uh, what's that? It was the uh, hands uh, that hold Tai Chi shakes the world. What was the second part? The chest with ultimate skill defeats a gathering of heroes. He was really impressed by his ability to yield his like on on strikes to yield his his um, torso. whole body and structure and, yeah and yep. receive it without receiving any any uh, punishment basically what uh, what you guys have learned as the uh, like the pillow body uh, where somebody can be hit, hitting at you like what normally people would break people up and you're just you know dissipating the strike completely and it looks like they're hitting a pillow or a sheet that's hanging and it's when people see it at first they either think that it's fake or they think the person's not really hitting. And then when they feel it, they're usually weirded out, but it's, it is one of the Tai Chi skills. That's a hallmark to me of whether somebody's really got it or not. If they can do that, it's, it's probably real. If they can't, it's probably not. Uh, 
because that is a fundamental skill for really using it in a fighting way. Um, and you should be able to do it with the vast majority of your body, if not all of your body, um, where it's got this thing going on and the body is well adapted to it. If you're, if you're able to, if you're not double weighted anywhere, it's not that hard of a skill to pick up. If you're double weighted anywhere, the skill, it immediately wrecks the skill. The skill can't happen under those circumstances and double weighted, not meaning weight on one leg or two legs. It has to do with the way that the energy is in your body um and proper proper uh, coordination of yin and yang inside the body and i don't mean to make that vague but it's it's a quite a deep subject that's its own topic completely so all right cool um any other stuff on that or okay if the legend of chang sin fang is not true then why is it commonly accepted as the origin of Tai Chi? And what I've seen consistently in my years in the arts, you know, as I started researching somewhere in the mid 1980s, is that 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 China has, in general, and Kung Fu, in general, has a history and a habit of uh, taking and and there's a cultural thing here where it's if I created something, even if that something is awesome. I don't want to personally take responsibility for it. I feel like I take away from who am I and I take away from the art. It's sort of a humility thing like that to some degree. There's more to it, but I'm trying to give you the basis, basic of it. And that if I attribute it to some legendary hero, that's where this comes from. And I managed to get the secret transmission from him. Then it's, then it's, it's the great stuff that it's supposed to be. And so there's this history in a lot of the martial arts in China, not all of them, but, but a fair amount of hiding where the thing really came from and attributing it to legendary historical figures like this. The, uh, um, so that's, that's one of the aspects of what's likely going on here with Tai Chi. Okay. Um, Wudong also has a great history of and really nice internal arts that do come from there and a great people who are who are really serious healers and that kind of stuff unfortunately most of what is found in wudong today is a tourist trap version of training i have several students who have trained there and come back and repeatedly said that what uh that they basically don't get past the basics that when they're and that when they've had more skill themselves because they've learned from me and or from other senior teachers and they go back there that the teacher either is seriously not willing to even engage or they simply don't know the more advanced aspects of the art. Uh, and this wasn't true even in the 1990s when I was in China, but apparently it's true today. And so there's this, and then the Chinese government has propped up these kind of things that when they, and Crossing Tiger, Hidden Dragon is what came out that made Wudong put it on the map as a place that had high-level martial arts in the, in the minds of general public in most parts of the world that are modernized. And so then they put money there and made it that tourist trap of training where really, for the most part, not the authentic arts and definitely not in real depth, there's still that culture of actually hiding the information and all of that. And so unfortunately, it's created a, a situation there that is true as it stands today, for the most part. I'm not saying there aren't people on the mountain who have it. I, I'm, I'm hoping that there are. It's just that what most people who go there in most different places, anywhere you can fairly easily access publicly, 
even maybe with some difficulty access publicly, that most, for the most part, they're doing what I just said, where they're a front for the Chinese government to make money and or tourism and or, you know, try to promote Chinese culture in a certain kind of way, but yet we're not going to give you the real stuff because we wouldn't do that, uh, being what they say, right? Uh, for us, we want to give you the real stuff, so a different ballgame, but all right. And now, a word from our sponsor. What is internal power? Most people only understand external exerting power, which is another way of saying tense muscle strength. Bigger, more tense muscles equal more power. That's external power. Internal power comes from pretty much anything except tensing your muscles. There are many sources of internal power, and tapping into them is more of a mind skill than anything else. This is where the phrase mind over matter comes from. My name is Richard Clear and internal power is what I do. Students come to me for the mind over muscle secrets of internal power that are hard to find anywhere else. Over the past 40 years, I figured out how to get students on the fast track to effortless power. I created a one of a kind online program that is getting such amazing results for my students that I put a money back guarantee on it. Find out more at internalpowerkeys.com. That's internalpowerkeys.com. Thank you. So what is Tai Chi Twin? And I put some notes here for myself, for you guys, and then I'm going to open it up because I know that people have different experiences and different things to do with that. And so for me, it's an internal martial art, an internal and soft and hard mixed, depending on the style and all chin very much uh, hard and soft. Yang being much more typically soft uh, with a lot more e-skill. Uh, Wu being a little bit more, it's typically very soft, but have, because of the small frame stuff has some places that you would think of as not quite as soft as you might see like a Yang stylist, uh, that kind of thing. Anyways, originally known for soft but effective fighting skill and still is that when you have the actual art. It's based on the Taoist principle of Dai Chi, uh, yin and yang together. It's very healthy for you using excellent physical principles of posture, breath, relaxation, movement, both big and very small refined internal movement. It is a system of high level human potential development from Wu Chi equals stillness from which all things are possible physical human potential development, qi energy system development and activation, including the three dantians and the important acupoints on the body that have to do with uh, exchange of energy from inside and out, both the yin and yang of that. Um, it's a system for, of high level develop, for developing high level human potential with E, mind intent and mental development. Uh, same thing, a system of high-level human potential development with Jing, using your mind to direct and focus the Qi into different expressions, shapes, and forms. And there's 36 primary Jing and then a whole bunch of other Jings and methods. And then uh, Jin, your emotional mind and your middle Dantian is where the emotional mind stuff is happening at in the body in terms of, uh, in terms of uh, how you work with it and that kind of a thing. Uh, and so, and then that one is pronounced very similar to Shen for an American who doesn't speak Chinese very well. 
Um, but it's spelled typically, if you see it, X I N, that's the emotional mind um, and that kind of a thing, an emotional mind intent. And then Shen, S H E N in English, um, different character. And that has to do with spirit, including spiritual energy development. And then returning to Wuji, all possibilities. The, uh, and if I didn't say this in the beginning, from Wuji, stillness from which all things are possible, returning to Wuji, all possibilities and potential, ultimate uh, primordial universe, no polarity. It's sometimes called void, but I, I like in a public thing, I'm actually going to try to quit using that so much because people think of that as meaning empty and there's nothing there. And it's not nothing in that way. It's more like the nothing of a creative space where you can make anything in it and all the possibilities are present right then and there. And so um, I like to call it God's workshop. Um, and so that's hopefully that's helpful. All right. So any comments or questions on that? And then the other thing is I'm putting this out to you guys. What is Tai Chi to you? And obviously you've got things you have experienced that's going to form that answer and then other things that you have thought about that some of it's going to be the similar or in the same neighborhood of what you actually experienced. And some of it's going to be where you have considered or thought or reflected on, hey, the art goes here and does this or does that. And so I want to give you all some time to weigh in on that, if you would. And Greg, I guess you're first up on the page there. <laughs> uh so for me it's kind of an amazing way of harmony uh and at every step i love the biofeedback slash energetic slash spiritual feedback system it provides if i'm physically aligned if i'm energetically aligned if i've got my mind in the right spot all those kinds of things uh, i feel like the ultimate power of tai chi if we go back to the you know shaking the hands that have to look at what I typed up from what Matt said, you know, um, it all comes from your own integrity. It comes from being really, really, really in supreme harmony with yourself and the situation. And so for me, um, there's like an infinite depth uh, of that. And that's the cool. compelling thing to me that it's, yeah, it's constantly like it. a way of bringing me into more integrity and testing it deeper and deeper and deeper levels. It's what that path of the things that I described there, which went from Wuji and the physical and the energy system all the way through to, to the returning to Wuji. I think that is a process for exactly what you're talking about. Um, and it's just a method of a philosophy, if you will, for uh, and physical training and mental training. Um, and to some degree, spiritual training as well, that's designed to help you to get to that process um, in a certain way to experience reality, if you will, um, doing that. The, uh, by the way, I want to do another quick promote a word from our sponsor. For more about how that works, go and see the Tai Chi Roadmap.com. Matt, is that the correct address? And you would type in Tai Chi Roadmap.com and it should bring that up. Yes, that is the correct address. And yes, that will, that is, yeah. It, and, just type and, in Tai Chi, T-A-I-C-H-I, roadmap.com. And that'll get you to a, that'll take you to a site where we've got, and is it free or is it, it's a free course, correct? It's a, yeah, it's a free course. And it explains in detail the fighting part of the art, the skill development path in Tai Chi that we've been talking about, 
and goes into a good bit of depth on it. And then so that you can understand what, how the art is, is arranged and, and how it does things, uh, how it goes about things and, and what that, and how one level then goes to the next level and why it's like that. And the personal development path that we've been talking about of Tai Chi with examples of, of things at each of the levels um, so that you can get at some understanding of the kind of practices that are in each level. Uh, commonly, most people have only experienced things in the first couple levels, and they may have seen things that are in the other levels, but not most of the time have not personally experienced them unless you've been in Tai Chi for a long time, working with some really good teachers who are really teaching you. And so, um, TaiChiRoadmap.com. All right, uh, our next person on the list here is Chris Walsh. So, Sifu, the Tai Chi for me, uh, I don't know, I guess I have to talk a little bit about where I was before Tai Chi and, and what happened when I was exposed to real Tai Chi. So Tai Chi for me really was, a, was an opening or a way that I didn't know exist. I, I really thought Tai Chi was just the stories that people told and what you see on TV and I thought it was really cool stuff. Um, you know, going back in time in my mid-20s, I, I, I had put myself on a path of self-development and I've always been trying to improve myself. And I did use other martial arts and, and other, you know, learning methods. And I tried to learn everything I can. When I came into real Tai Chi, it just changed everything for me because it, it created this new reality or dimension. So the things that I thought were stories really aren't stories. It's real. Chi, chi is a thing and I can feel it and I can interact with it. And now I have a whole new life ahead of me. It feels like, you know, or at least another dimension to the life that I'm living, a richer, fuller life. So cool. the, the, the chi experience and the people that, are, that I'm involved with now, um, I, I don't know if that's really what Tai Chi is, but that's what it is for me right now. And I'm just trying to move forward as far as I can with it. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, Matt Holker. Yeah. Um, I mean, Tai Chi hits for me is, uh, I, I, I think I, I feel like I'm kind of echoing what I've heard already, but uh, you know, it hits for me on just so many different levels uh, of, you know, personal interest and development and, um, and, uh, and self-interest, um, you know, when it comes to the health side of things, um, a, a lot of times, um, and, and, and it's just endless and it's, and it's so wonderful. I was first exposed to Tai Chi as a martial art and I thought, you know, I was a young karate kid, um, in fifth grade and I thought it was odd. Um, but I could see me, I could at least see in the movements that it was a martial art. Um, and the, uh, uh, you know, that it, it, it caught my attention, it caught my interest and I talked to people about it. And as I got older, um, I came to realize that really Tai Chi is what I've been looking for as a martial art. It is, it is at its core. It is about being that smaller, weaker, you know, may, maybe older, um, but, but somehow disadvantaged kind of person. Like you're on the short end of the stick in this fight and you still have to win because you have smarter strategy and movement and, uh, you know, at the end of the day, better training. And um, that, that is what I always sort of thought of as what, like, the, the, the real sort of pure martial art should be. It shouldn't be just about 
making yourself, you know, rough and tough and being able to take a punch. Um, it should be about that smarter sort of stuff going on. Um, and so, uh, when I, when I finally found, you know, Sifu Clear, um, it was, it was like life altering in that way where it was, to me, I had a lot of, uh, I, I had a lot of sort of expectations of Tai Chi and I hadn't really found anyone who could deliver on the, on those expectations. Um, and so then when I found Sifu Clear and found someone who was, who was, you know, not only could deliver on those kinds of expectations, but was doing it for his students already repeatedly, um, that's, you know, that's when it became a real game changer for me when I, I had to say, okay, now I found it, um, what I've been looking for all these years. Now, what, what am I going to do about that? Um, and so, uh, you know, I, I obviously have decided now to, to, you know, make it my life and to pursue it, uh, at that level. And, and, um, you know, best decision I ever made as far as I'm concerned, the, um, you know, I've, I've only scratched the surface and, so, you know, some of the things that I've discovered and, and the things that I'm able to do now for myself and for others are, uh, are, are so far beyond what I would have thought I would have achieved in this lifetime, uh, you know, and I've only been at it a few years. And so um, I'm just really excited to see how far down the rabbit hole I can get. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, uh, God willing, and the creek don't rise. Um, we'll we'll have many many years uh, ahead of us to to do that. But um, but it's great, you know. It, it's it's been great so far, and and because it doesn't seem to have an end uh, <laughs> that that I will discover in my lifetime, um, you know, that is that much more exciting to me. I I have had a number of things that I've pursued that I pursue to a point of, uh, of at least competence, if not mastery. And then there's just not really a lot more there. Um, and this, uh, you know, for, for Tai Chi, uh, I, I have seen enough now to realize there will always be more there. And at every step of the training, pretty much it's gold, um, even, you know, even in the early days. So, um, yeah. So, so, uh, that, that, that for me, I guess that, that serves as my answer and, uh, and just thank you, Sifu Clear for, for making all this possible for us. Thank you, Matt. Yeah. Daniel. Uh, yeah. Oh uh, yeah. I think like, like, well, I mean, just a deep question, you know, um, and everyone's already said really good things and I don't want to just ramble on to, well, I mean, you, 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 had, it, you had some Tai Chi prior to coming yeah, to me and yeah. about 10 years of some serious uh, training, yeah. uh, Shaolin-type-based training, amongst other things. And right. um, and so you've seen um, some of what I'm teaching and some of how Tai Chi works through a different lens than a lot of people would. Right. Well, uh, I, I mean, at first I would say, uh, you know, Tai Chi is, is grand ultimate. And I, I would say it's the grand ultimate not just because it's the best, but because of this vast, infinite study that everyone already has kind of alluded to, that there's just so much to it. And as Sifu said, doing uh, Shaolin Kung Fu and other kind of Kung Fu for pretty seriously. I mean, I'm more serious than most uh, for oh, over a decade. Um, even in that, and even though there was, you know, vast amounts of forms and styles, there really comes a point where the only thing you can do in arts is just continue to refine or maintain the things that you have um you know you can only move so many ways you can only strike so many ways you can only be 
so flexible and so fast and so strong. And um, but with Tai Chi, it really is infinitely, incredibly steady. I mean, you can just the, the layers to this thing is is just profound, and it's hard to explain that um, on one of these kind of things without being able to put hands on someone for a long period of time. And I've got students with me for. Uh, three and a half years and, and every class their mind is still getting blown and every time I come and see Sifu or hang out with any of these uh, Tai Chi brothers that I have here or sisters uh, my mind is continually blown and even like and, what Matt said that, uh, what, I was gonna, what I was going to interject and every time I get with one of my teachers uh, that are in their 80s plus it's the same thing they blow my mind just almost every yeah, well, I mean, time. even what Matt, Matt's, Matt said that uh, you know what he's able to do for other people I mean he's has done fogong on me. I had uh, an issue with my wrist, and, and some of the things that he and other people are able to do for others is, is quite incredible. And then for the martial side of things, I guess I would just again echo what everyone else is saying that, uh, especially what Matt was talking about, that in, in martial arts, when you really have internal power, when you really start learning about what Tai Chi and the gift it is and what it has to offer, things like size and gender and age and strength aren't quite such significant factors um you know if, if i was boxing you're not going to put me in there with a 250 pound mike tyson it just it, it's not it's not fair even if i was a great boxer the guy's still going to eat my lunch but now you start talking about tai chi size and weight and gender makes a difference but it doesn't make that much difference not if you really have internal power and internal skills so um you know i'm not trying to ramble too long but there's just so much tai chi is it's the grand ultimate and it's called that for a reason and uh, obviously these guys have all put into that so cool uh, art i find uh, tai chi as as sort of a meditative spiritual practice to be extremely harmonizing with the uh physical and mental mental state um and as i as i practice more i the, the body just becomes more more connected and coordinated and attached with the mind where the the mind directs the body, but the body can also know what to do, just sort of um, going along with the form or an appropriate move in response to, to an attack as it um, is used in a, uh, a, a self-defense mode where um, it's, I'd say, non-confrontational and it and evades an attack and goes around. Uh, I guess the analogy is often water um, flowing around, but still it's it's very powerful. Um, so I find it again um, uh, just it, it harmonizes me on a physical, emotional level, and it's it's very very powerful for its um, non-confrontational but forceful. Um, self-defense martial ability cool yeah one of the stories there that that there seems to be that seems like it from what i can get it really happened is either young luchan young Fuka, or again i pronounced the name terribly sorry or one of his kids um were sitting beside a lake like fishing and two guys decided they were going to jump it he was they were famous and so they were going to jump him and get him and he basically just using the tai chi to move correctly swayed out of the way and they both ended up in the lake <laughs> and he really didn't do anything to him as much as he just kind of got out of the way at the at the right time and and in the right way while they were trying to jump him um and the, you know they ended up swimming for it uh 
And so, yeah, exactly. Cool. Um, Harry? I see uh, Tai Chi is the complete package, uh, basically. Um, I've had a, a fair amount of training in a number of other arts. And, um, you know, there's a combination of, of where I was getting the training from was just form crazy and on the empty side, while it may have been good for physical conditioning in, in that. Um, but the Tai Chi that I'm learning uh, through you is um, covers both sides from the martial to the health. And we're not just going through form and trying to learn as examples, spiraling or waving or whatever it is through form. You have found ways for us to break out all of these different qualities and energies and body states that we need to have and to really work on them and learn to own them. And that is a huge difference. Um, one of my favorite things is the fact that just about everything I've learned has dual usage, whether it's in fighting or whether it's in health. And one of my favorite very quick stories is we were attending a Tai Chi event, a weekend event, staying in a hotel. The air conditioner window thing is blowing right over my bed and it gives me the nastiest sinus cold. I was absolutely miserable. And I'm driving you in the car and you knew how miserable I was. And, and, and you said, okay, we'll simply um, contract or condense all of that where it is, not too hard where you, you mess yourself up, but bring it all in and then just expand and release it. And while I'm driving, I was able to do that because I had the condensing and contracting and expanding down well enough that that made perfect sense to me. And right there on the spot, I opened up. I'm like, oh my gosh, why didn't I think of that myself? Um, but nonetheless, it's just amazing. The, the, and that's such a simple thing that this art uh, can bring to you. Um, so to me, it's, it really is the whole package, mental, physical, and also spiritual. It, it goes everywhere. And I haven't seen that in other arts. Maybe it's because I haven't been completely exposed, but I also know so much of what out there is empty and what you were teaching us is not. So thank you. Cool. Hey, yeah, you're welcome. The, uh, by the way, don't, I want to make sure that, that I've said this because I don't think I said it at any other point. Don't confuse the spiritual when we're talking about spiritual and spirit stuff and Tai Chi for your religion and, and, or your belief in God. Um, it's very, it's, it's not, it's not trying to get you to do any kind of religious thing in any way, shape or form. Now, when I say that there are people who do it that way, I do not, uh, my teachers do not, at least most, most of my teachers do not or have not. Um, the, uh, at the same time, if you believe in God and you, and you personally have a personal, I'll just say it that way, the way that a Christian would say it which is if you have a personal relationship with God and that kind of a thing, I find that the spiritual training that you get from the Tai Chi helps you to get a better sense and feeling of that and a better interaction with that in terms of your experience and interaction with it, not how to do it, not, not the God that you're communicating with, but the actual same way I relate to my daughter. Tai Chi helps me relate to my daughter. It doesn't help me talk to her better. It doesn't help me love her more. It helps me feel how I feel about it and how she feels about it. And it helps me, um, you know, there's other aspects of, uh, and I'm trying to think of how to say this. If I was eating food and it's, what's that? 
What's that? I said you're you're learning to work on connection for sure. And yeah, that's uh, kind of what I'm saying. And it's the same thing. If I'm eating, I'm still eating the food. The food didn't change because of it. But the way that I ate that food and my experience of eating that food are very enhanced by the way that I'm doing it. And so it's that. Yeah. And so, yeah, cool. All right, guys. And so again, some of the things we're talking about there, if you want to know more about that, the Tai Chi, TaiChiRoadmap.com um, will give you a better sense of that. Certainly you can put questions also on this posting when you where, when and where you see it um, or go to our site, uh, ClearTaiChi.com and send us an email or on our Facebook pages, uh, the uh, Clear Tai Chi on Facebook and we will be happy and you'll find that if you got this video somewhere else like a podcast um then um you know go to one of those other places where you can where or right there if there's a podcast place to interact anyways wherever you put it as long as we see it and know it we will interact with you and and uh, try to answer questions or at least direct you accordingly depending on what the question is and uh thank you for listening and thank you guys for participating today and Enjoyed working with everybody and, and uh, more next time. Thank you, Sifu. Thank you, Sifu and everyone. Take care. Good week. Bye, guys. Thanks, everybody. And now, a word from our sponsor. The internal power that comes at the higher levels of Tai Chi can seem mysterious, but that is mostly because Tai Chi students don't see the big picture yet. They don't even understand what the higher levels of the art are, much less have a plan to get there. Even though the senior masters mostly agree on what the steps are, they mostly don't talk about it. On the TaiChiRoadmap.com, I outline all of the steps of Tai Chi development. Everything is explained so you know what to do, when to do it, and why. This is the complete roadmap to Tai Chi mastery with an explanation of all the steps from rank beginner to senior master. Again, that is a free course that you can access online Go to TaiChiRoadmap.com to sign up. That's TaiChiRoadmap.com.